1: This is Asinine Radio. This is the weekly music podcast where every week we get into a different band, different (laughs) artist, and we break down, or actually, we get into all of their records, we listen to all of their records, and then we rank them from worst to best, and we give our biggest banger from each of them if we got one. Uh, My name is Tyler. Way out there, hundreds of miles away is Jeff, and uh, even farther away is a friend of the pod, Skip. He's coming to us all the way from Birmingham, England, so you're eight hours ahead of us. Because we are in the middle of Britland season, Britland. so we had to, we had to round it out with uh, yeah. an actual Britlander on the podcast, and uh, obviously a big Radiohead fan, 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 not fand, fan, fan. <laughs> Nominal, yes. <laughs> Nominal. That's true. So normally, normally we do the <laughs> Six Degrees with Tom DeLong. I didn't do it this week. I don't know if you guys did it. Of course, I did. Uh, if not.
2: It's really, oh, you did. It's really easy, isn't it? Yeah.
1: Okay. Well, then go ahead. Get to it. Get to it, boys. I. I what do you, I, Jeffrey?
0: I took the long way. I I went a little bit more obscure. I did Clive Dreamer. I, that's who I started with. Ooh. All right, because I wanted to be crazy. Okay. Uh, he he was actually on Susie Susie and the Banshees solo album Manta Ray, and her bass player on that album was Charlie Jones, who also played on the Colts album from 2022. The Colts singer Ian Astbury sang backup vocals on the Nine Inch Nails album Bad Witch. So here we are, at Nine Inch Nails. Nine Inch Nails to a Alon to Tom.
2: Elan to Tom. Nice, wow. nice. That one did okay. take me a minute, uh, though,
0: because like every everything I was trying to do, it always ended up just being like UK artists. I was like, fuck, man. How can, I, how can it's, I cross the pond? the right place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or something like that.
2: Uh, I mean, easy one is obviously Tom to, to Adam Peace, which is Mr. Fleas. Mr. Fleas to the Volters the Volters to the anti-masks anti-masks the travis barkers travis barkers to the boxcar racers just for lols boxcar racers to the tom delongs there you go in and that's out a good one too. in and out that's a good one too Too easy, too easy.
3: Good. yeah
1: all right so let's uh let's get into this let's get into the album rankings like i said we're doing radiohead They have nine records we're only doing nine records we're not doing any of the the eps or the comps or whatever other crap that they have um <laughs> Yeah. So nine records, the order is, I'm going to start, Skip's going to be next, and then Jeff is going to round it out with with the top nine. So um, for me, I think the worst record is The Benz. The second record from, what was that, 95, I believe? Yeah, 95. Yeah, this one, this is just like kind of a carbon copy of, uh, of of Pablo Honey but it's just it's like more more boring they they throw in some of the atmospheric stuff that and more synth stuff that you hear on ok computer but it's just nothing really sticks and it's just fucking boring it's just a boring record i don't i don't care for this one at all the bends i have no banger nothing I, it's just it's not worth anybody's time so <laughs> okay <laughs> all right so skip what do you got for uh for number nine oh
2: that's an opinion, dude. Uh, number nine, It's uh, this is the worst, and I can say this because I'm a Britlander, so my word is law. Uh, it's their debut, it's Pablo Honey. Whoa, um, dude. I mean, it's the worst had album, or is it the best Bush album? I don't know, it's labeled <laughs> straight into that, uh, you know, shitty post grunge thing that happened in the early to mid-90s, where everyone wanted the next Nirvana. Um, There's some really embarrassing lyrics on this one, guys. Um, There's a sound there, but there isn't really a lot of songs. Uh, BB, biggest banger, would be the opener, You. Some nice big guitars, it's kind of rocking. Um, I really instrumentally like Anyone Can Play Guitar, but man, that chorus is so, so embarrassing lyrically. Standing
3: on the beach, I walk a big time. No,
2: no, Tom. (laughs) That's the worst thing you've ever done. Um, It's, yeah, I mean, the good thing is this is back in the times where bands were allowed to have some shitty records before they made good ones um, when they were still in the music industry. So thank God, eh? Otherwise, you wouldn't have, I know, at least seven other albums on this list. But yeah, number nine, Pablo Honey.
0: Okay, all right starting off strong here we go here we go <laughs> what do you got for number 9 jeff I, I actually went back and looked at my old rankings too and, and the first time we did this around we did kid a i put the king of limbs as my least favorite so i'm going to mention what i did earlier and then go on from there too cuz i do what i want during my turn but my, my i'll do least, that, i'll do that too yeah what was your what did you rank last uh, last time I, don't, I have to bring up i have to bring up my list gotcha. so I, do, I'll You I'll do, do you too. go ahead um <laughs> idiot I, 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 this was wild, dude. This is, I I did this whole thing twice and they changed quite a bit from last time. And and sometimes I don't even know why I ranked these the way I did, but I did. And I don't fucking care. Moonshaped Pool. This is my least favorite this, this time around. I get it, man. Johnny loves his classical arrangements. I, I, I do too. My favorite Miles Davis is Sketches of Spain. I like it. I like classical stuff in my music, but for whatever reason, this time around, I just, didn't care i just didn't care and i want to say it was because i was like burnt out by radiohead or anything like that because it's like the last album so then when i did it again i went backwards right I went front to back and then back to front with like three or four days in between of just nothing or everything but radiohead so like i went into this completely mm. fresh well, and i still bad. i still but radiohead <laughs> i went in this fresh i just I like how dark this is, and just sad, and this record, like you know, the lives of the Radiohead camp outside and surrounding its release and, and recording is tragic and and dark and gloomy, and it's just, I don't know, man. It's just, it's a great classical record with some really intense emotions, but again, this time around, it just didn't didn't click with me, and I didn't care for it so that's yeah. fair
1: that's fair so i i went back and looked and the Benz it was my my least favorite as well the last time we we uh we did a radiohead on the podcast which was three years ago so back in 2020 or four years ago i should say um so yeah so that's your number nine is moonshade pool yeah uh my number eight is uh pablo honey from 93 first record uh i think this is just <laughs> and this is just run-of-the-mill like indie rock nothing really exciting I mean, a lot of indie rock is pretty eh, it's kind of boring uh, and that's how I feel about this record nobody really shines on this one I mean Tom's doing his thing but it's not as over the top as you hear later on in Radiohead um, just nobody I don't think anybody is particularly great at their instruments um, they're all good and they as, as a group normally they sound good but this one it's just everything falls flat um, if I had a banger, it'd be the first song that you just like, I, I agree with you on that skip. I think that's like the only standout song. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just, I think this is a really overrated record. And then I read too that the song creep, I, I I've never, ever liked that song, but that was apparently it was, it was uh, blacklisted from BBC radio one because it was too depressing in 1993. <laughs> that's so stupid. You don't like
0: creep. Come on. No, I, I've never liked like, it. I thought it was such yes, a cheesy I get song. It, cheesy, yes, but like it's still a good song. It's a catchy no. fucking song. It's cool. It's, the
2: fuck it's a Pixies is. ripoff, man. And that's that. Yeah. Ba- they're a band that formed at a Pixies concert. There's some trivia for you, Radiohead fans out there. Uh, <laughs> on a Friday, formed after seeing the Pixies, which is why um, when was it Coachella? I think they were put above the Pixies, and Tom York came out and was like, "This is completely wrong," because everyone knows you can't follow the Pixies. Because they're the Pixies.
1: I mean, Radiohead <laughs> definitely can't follow the Pixies, that's for sure. But, you know, I guess we'll move on. Uh, what do you got for number eight,
2: Skip? Uh, number eight for Skip, uh, it's the Benz. Um, okay. My baby's got the Benz. Uh, yeah, I mean, I agree with what you said, really. It's not. It's just run-of-the-mill indie. It's, it's definitely an improvement on Pablo Honey, despite your rankings. Um, <laughs> oh, my rankings, by the way, didn't change... Here's an interesting one. I wrote down what I thought they would be, but I'm very familiar with Radiohead. I listen to them at least once a week. so I didn't, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, wow. a, I'm a big, big Radiohead boy. Um, yeah, you're British, though, so it makes sense. Yeah, I mean, we'll get into my origin story in the main episode because it wasn't always that way. I was, you know, lost in the wilderness for a while. But um, yeah, first two tracks, it's so boring, so boring. Um, but then is it? <laughs> Yeah, high and dry kicks in Oh, records records starting. Um, highlights probably My Iron Lung. That's when they first worked with Nigel Godrich on the, what became the My Iron Lung E P. Obviously became the fifth Beatle to that band. Um again we'll probably dive more into that later on. Sixth uh, Beatle, right? And Yeah, but the fifth Beatle is the phrase, come on, Tyler. Come uh, on. Yeah. But that's, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I guess more but...
3: that yeah, okay. I, I, I can't count.
2: Um yeah, I mean <laughs> i mean clearly uh, yeah you can't, but that's yeah but yeah well i mean everyone knows that ed's the secret weapon in radiohead anyway um, i mean but is there any, really
1: yeah. a, a secret weapon though in this band uh, uh. <laughs> I uh, everyone yeah because everyone goes okay. on
2: about johnny playing guitar and, and tom's vocals and ed does all the textures and all the backing vocals but hey ho, i mean anyway, it's something
1: it's something um
2: yeah and and just is a great track it's got for a man who doesn't play guitar sellers there's a lot of guitar sellers on that track um, and they joked about trying to get as many chords as possible in there. Um, so yeah, that's, that's not my it. love. It's, it's it's the bends. <laughs> it's number
0: eight. What were you gonna say, Jeff? No, that's yeah. yeah okay, I, 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 my number eight's the bends as well. Okay, and it's just but like this is this is arguably their most influential in guitar-driven rock. Bands of this era tuning up like like the volume and wearing their angst on their sleeves with little little to no nuance, except like showing their angst through just sheer high volume Radiohead head layers and they texture their angst through guitar driven like ambiance Coldplay, muse have careers because of this album but like yes everything here i think it's better than thing. pablo like tom's voice is finding itself nicely everyone is working together to mesh their instruments to create soundscapes better i don't think this is better than pablo um, for me though i i do also agree this is kind of boring I think this is an album that's remembered for some absolute bangers individually rather than the, like a record as a whole. So it's it's kind of just it's kinda just pushed to the side. This is like the earlier version of Amnesiac,
2: so that's number eight. Some killer, some filler. Yeah. Right.
1: Okay, my uh my number seven is Moon Shaped Pool, their their latest record, the ninth record. I I don't think this is a bad album. I think it's just really indulgent. There's a lot of filler on here. I understand all the emotions and, and, and all that kind of stuff. But I mean, if I, if I ever would put this record on again, it would just be on in the background. I don't think any particular track stands out. Um, It's just, it's just normally, it's just, this is what they do. Like when you hear this record, you're like, okay, I, this is, this is Radiohead. They, they haven't really changed much. Yeah. They added more like orchestral stuff on this record, but I mean, they've always had like string arrangements and, and all kinds of shit. On, on earlier records. All so kinds of shit. He got, he
0: got the string <laughs> arrangement shit. <laughs> it's
3: just yeah. the London okay. Philharmonic. No well, worries. Well, one no thing, worries. Okay, so,
1: so one thing I do want to give a shout out oh, no to, to the band about. I forgot who it is. I, it might be Ed I, or maybe Johnny. I don't know. But one of them actually writes all of the string arrangements and then they in turn give it to an actual orchestra. Johnny and, I, Johnny. and I thought that was so cool. I thought that's super rad that the guys actually arrange the the actual... He Soundtrack. He
2: he's won Oscars for him, hasn't he? Yeah. yeah. He won yeah. He's won awards. There yeah. will be
0: blood. He did he did that that sound. I think he won something he for really? that movie. Yeah. 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 That's a good movie. That's a fucking good movie
3: too. That's
2: that's yeah, that's the first that's the first one he did a score for with poor Thomas Anderson. He's done pretty much every movie he's done since, hasn't he? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, and anyway, yeah. strings to his bow. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, he does. I did see that when that, that concert <laughs> that, that you made me watch um <laughs> i i did i don't know anyway i just thought it was really cool um but yeah my my number seven is Moonshape. Pool. i just think it's a forgettable record it's not bad it's just forgettable so that's why it's listed as my number seven and from my looking back on my old rankings i also ranked this at number seven so i'm still Ooh. matching matching how i felt three four years ago so what do you got skip for that's uh cool. Number seven. Number, or, seven cons- yeah, number
2: seven. Consistency. It is number seven. That's yeah. that's oh, now who can't do numbers tyler, Well, it's Rebecca. Well, okay, so this
1: so you know, forgive me, but normally Jeff goes first and then I go last and then we move on to the next number. I, but I I'm also so so getting unwell. a
0: little bit thrown off. Kind of. <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah. It is a little bit weird. <laughs>
2: I'm so Pod counting is hard, boys. Pod well, counting is hard. when we've been hard.
1: doing this for six years, you know, it's just to change it up, six, it's, comes,
2: uh, six comes after seven, right, Tyler? Yeah. Yeah. Be- <laughs> I mean, <laughs> numbers. Uh, I mean, ironically, because we're talking about you know forgetting things, and my number seven is amnesiac. See what I did there? Successful I, professional segment. No, that boys. was great.
0: That was an amazing joke that you did over there. <laughs> that was. <laughs> I'm laughing on the inside. Oh,
2: That's good Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can hear it. Yeah. Oh, tough crowd. British uh, comedy,
0: funny, right? <laughs>
3: Have <laughs> laughter, insert here. <laughs> okay, so.
2: We can edit this out in post, it's fine, boys. We're just go oh, straight man. to the laughter bit. we will have my joke and then us laughing. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, amnesiac, number seven. Um, these are all good, by the way. I'm not going to give. Our world famous right ra- that's what I said. Our world famous ranking, uh, numbers and spoilers <laughs> for the album of the week. Yeah, I'm just taking ownership. Fuck it. That's good. Um, I like the, but I like these the are, confidence, these are all good. I actually have all of these on vinyl.
3: Fact, oh my god! I from
2: here on in, so there we go. On this one, on ten inch original ten inch. It's Ooh. not an original pressing. It's a re, it's a repress, but it's on the ten inch like it should be. Those are cool. Um So yeah, am, Amnesiac um, unfairly maligned as the B sides to Kid A. I don't think that's true. I think the experimental stuff is more experimental, and the songs the kind of, is actually are more songy. And I think that's the difference. That's how they pick them out because they're all recorded at the same time. Um. Mm. There's some really great stuff, I could talk about Pyramid Song, but it's too obvious a choice. Obviously, everyone all give about time signatures and Radiohead, I'm going to you and go and listen. It is actually in 4-4, it's just the drums kind of swing in a weird way, <laughs> which is pretty great. I've just gone, no, no, we're not tall. all. This is just how it is. Um, and it's kind of written to Tom's voice more than anything else. I think this is also where Tom really started coming into his own, uh, you're getting a lot more piano and stuff that wasn't in the earlier records, and that's mm-hmm. sort of Tom's how he writes, he stopped writing an acoustic guitar. Um, but the track to kind of sing about out and pick to me, it's life in a glass house, man. Because um, it's so unique in their canon, you know, it's got that New Orleans feel, there's clarinet, there's horns, it's, it's jazzy, man. It, you know, it sounds like a funeral procession down the street. Um, some classic Turner phrase, Tom York vocals, uh, which is kind of his lyrical thing, which we'll dig into on in the main episode. Um, so I don't think this is a bad record. I think it's a very good record, but it's one I'd go back to the least in the current list. So number seven, it sits at.
3: All right,
1: that sounds good. My uh oh, well, Jeff, what do you got for number yeah, seven? He,
0: well, easy there, Tiger.
1: I know, I know. See, I'm, I, it's, mm-hmm. it's I know it's
0: weird. Uh, it's weird.
2: It's <laughs> weird. What do you got Jeffrey? This is your idea. <laughs> that, that, that is <laughs> It true. was your
1: idea, Jeff. Yeah. <laughs>
0: we'll, 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 we'll,
1: we could always switch it up. That's you want right. to go first, Jeff? After this.
0: So I go two in a row. Yeah, you do two in a row, yeah, and then, and then that's Skip will be in the cope. middle. That's then crazy. Skip will still be he'll in the middle. Cope. Okay, yeah, yeah, let's do two let's in, do in a row. I'll do two in a row. I don't care. I'll do it. I want. Okay.
3: So, like my, my old
0: rankings <laughs> were King of Limbs, Pablo Honey, and The Bends, right? And then now it's Moon Pool, The Bends, and then Amnesiac. Amnesiac's my seven. I mean, you don't you don't follow Kid A, right? Eight months later with a record and expect it to be historic like Kid A became was and as a companion piece like it's fine. It. it cut from the same sessions and then this is a nice bonus like kid a record it's not quite the same but it's also not entirely different than that there's some absolute bangers on here but i feel i feel like because radiohead is so great they they progress their sound whether it be good or bad they do things a little bit different kind of every album after each other this one just i personally just wanted some more like guitar driven rock from them i wanted something harkening back to like pablo and just that kind of sound, and I didn't get it here. So this week, I just didn't care for it as much. Dude, Life in a Glass House though, absolute certified banger. Like you said, this, like for me, this has that kind of like vaudeville swing feel to it that belongs in like a late '40s club, and it's amazing. It's so cool. Hunting Bears, absolute banger. That's a guitar-driven instrumental, but doesn't stick around long enough to be kind of S-tier. It's just, eh. Like come on, guys, be a little bit better. But Dollars and Cents, that is my biggest banger from this week outside these three songs like i had this on the vinyls and i'm gonna purge it because i i'm not gonna go back to this i'm not gonna choose this over kid a or in rainbows on my limited vinyl spinning days just not gonna happen dollars and cents though dude i love this song it's got kid a feel which is an incredible groove throughout it's a perfect song for this record and i think that's like that's what this record should have sounded like overall not just one or two songs that's why it sits there done okay fair Hmm. All right, then Jeff,
1: let's uh, let's get into your number six since you're uh, doubling yeah, up. I feel like what I'm just talking got, a lot That's fine. You though. are I
0: like talking it. A lot. Yeah. I used to have OK computer here. I don't now. I have. There, this is where I things get know. wild. This is where things get wild. Okay.
2: Ah! Talk it up, boys. Yeah,
0: I was talking in my throat. Do you hear it? Yeah, I know. Um, I heard <laughs> you uh, hack away. This, get, this, yeah. <laughs> this is where things get wild. This is where things get wild. I've hailed the thief here. There's a lot to love about Ooh. this album. There's a lot to love. It's kind of a middle ground of the various Radiohead fans and what they, they want from the band and what they're getting. And there's some, there again, there's some absolute bangers here. Two plus two equals five. Fucking certified banger. Oh, so good. Dude, so Tom good. is like full-blown angsty, railing against the system and just overly political. It's cute. Do you remember it's when cute.
2: George Bush Jr. was a big bad guy? Yeah. Do you remember when that was the thing that you guys had to worry about as president. Yeah. But then like, he good was day. this good was, day. This
0: album was full of what? Bush and then Blair. Like the the BBs. That's 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 what he was just pissed yeah. off about entirely. But even like but the album's just too long. It's just too long, it's too bloated. And even Tom had 100%. come out and like, omitted some tracks to create a better, more cohesive, less long winded album. And when your lead singer, like the, the you know, the main face of the band is saying, like, yeah you probably could have cut out like four of these songs then like come on dude it doesn't deserve to be above it, it definitely doesn't deserve to be in the four top four no way
2: no no
0: so, but like it's a good album yeah. though it is a good album
2: correct yeah That's it's it good
1: <laughs> it's a good one all right skip what do you got for uh for number six
2: number six jeffrey my man we are on a very very similar wavelength interesting uh it is hail to the mother flipping thief boys and for very very similar reasons you are correct it's too long um the version i have on my spotify i did a tom york it's slightly different to tom's but it's about 40 minutes and that is a 40 minute free out of free record there is a free out of free record in there but there's there's too much filler it's their angriest album for sure he's all riled up he's got ants in his pants he's got bees in his bonnet and he wanted to know it um in some ways it's a precursor to the album of the week i would say in terms of you had the kid a amnesia at the whammy a couple of years and they've gone back and it's much more guitar orientated but they're trying and this is where it falls down they're trying to merge that electronic Warp records influenced sound the tom's kind of material with the more straightforward band stuff, and it doesn't quite gel when it does, it's great. Like, sit down, and stand up. I love how that just breaks down to like a drum and bass break at the bend. That's great. Um, song of the week for me, though. And this song is just it's just leapt out of me because there's, there's so many great ones, as Jeff said. Two plus two, uh, there, there is top 10 ready ahead for me, but go to sleep. Um, and the reason is it's it's like stuff off the bends or Pablo Honey but way better it does that classic radiohead thing where it starts his sections it starts with that nice kind of acoustic riff great lyric from tom nice hook at the start and then the drums kind of change and i think is really underrated as a drummer because the way he grooves he's quite subtle but he kind of propels What well, a lot of radio songs would be really boring if it wasn't for philip kind of funking at the percussion and then there's that i call it the greenwood telecaster effect where it's usually about a third to two-thirds away through a song. He'll just do a big, jagged Telecaster riff, and it happens in here. Uh happens on Paranoid Android, for instance, you know, and it's the Radiohead thing, and it just kicks the song up into a gear, and it's like a perfect, perfect pre-millennial Radiohead song. But, written... but like... Like Go hearing... On. Yeah.
1: kicking Like Radiohead kicking it up uh, to a what? What? different gear is just like it's not really anything like they don't they don't i don't, I to I don't episode know but, yet. <laughs> i can't even like i can't even string that's a, a sentence band. i know they're, they're not, not a rock, a rock band. band i know but it's like kicking it up a gear like for Radiohead, that's not, that's not same. They do much. though, you but like everybody, we, everybody's, uh,
0: so, every, all, everybody's so like used to like that, radio that, kicking it up from Creep, right? that drop.
2: Yeah, that guitar tone is nasty. That telecaster tone that Johnny does is, is yeah, and it does it in quite a lot of songs, you know, and it's just, yeah, oh, it's a perfect <laughs> song, man. Go to Sleep is a perfect song. It's a perfect Radiohead song, and if you disagree, you don't like this band, and that's fine. That's okay. Some people are allowed to be wrong, um, but it's not a perfect record. It's at number six, uh, but it's the angriest, and I do think it's a precursor to to In Rainbows. Without Hail to the Thief, we wouldn't have In Rainbows, but it's way too long. Mm. There's a lot of filler, but it's good. And its biggest problem is it wasn't a revolutionary album. You know, it had OK Computer, changed music at the time, Kid A, Ditto. People said, do another guitar album. Do another guitar album, guys. And they did, and then people went, oh, no, not like that. (laughs)
1: <laughs> isn't that how most bands most like really famous bands yeah are? you know look at yeah. smashing it pumpkins no- it's like people want yeah all people want a siamese dream and then yeah. they try to do something like siamese dream like nah not like that do it a different way yeah it's like come on
2: well then we got tarantula out of that which is a good that's a good song but yeah number six hail to the thief
1: all right uh number six for or yeah number six for me yeah uh amnesiac amnesiac whatever you want to say Fifth album from 01, The B sides of Kid a. Uh that's not a knock to this record. I just Wrong. think <laughs> that's fine. I, I just this is a record, another record to just kind of throw on in the background. Some great electronic elements, some great fucking just a great production overall. It's it is really, really great. But I just felt myself getting just just zoning out, honestly, and kind of not remembering where the, one song ends and one song starts. I don't know. I, this one I ranked a little bit higher last time, but the last time I ranked the records, my number six was the King of Limbs but um yeah, amnesiac, I don't know, man. I just it's fine. At this point, okay, so we have we have our world famous three point rating system on the on this podcast. A three is a perfect album, a two is a good album you're gonna continue to listen to. One is a bad album, but give it a shot, and zero is the worst thing you've ever heard. So at this point, we're not even at the twos yet. What are you um, talking I would, about? I would, never, I would never go back to Amnesiac. I would I would give Amnesiac a 1.75. I would give oh, it a 1.75. Right. Oh, I'm going to oh.
2: hang up. I'm about, I'm about to hang up. <laughs> Is that I Jeff? know We're gonna some go, of the sure shit though. music you fucking listen Jeff, to. Jeff, you tell Jeff, me sure some
0: though. of those garbage fucking corn Jeff. records you throw on over there. You're fucking insane. Yeah, yeah. yeah
1: I enjoy we'll some go, of those we'll garbage finish.
0: corn records more.
1: Yes, I do. I don't give a fuck.
0: Oh, good
2: Lord. We'll finish this episode without Tyler. It's probably for the best. So... Uh. <laughs> 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 but like I said, am- am- Amnesiac
1: is not a bad record. It really, really isn't. I'm also not a huge, huge radio fan. I think they have some amazing stuff. But overall, I just, I, you know, I don't really care that much. Um, so yeah, number six is Amnesiac. What do you got for number five, Jeff? Go.
0: I'm just going to go back and then just just real real quick rank uh, all the stuff that I did. Moonshade Pool is the only one right now I would probably rank below a two. I just, it just didn't click with me this <laughs> week and I just didn't like it. Don't care.
1: That's a 1, man. Come on.
0: No, it's like a 1.9. But the Benz okay. and Amnesiac, I I'd, I'd give it 2. <laughs> Hail to the Thief, I'd give it 2 cuz I do go back to these probably like once a year just to be like, "Eh, I wonder if like I like it a little bit more." Um, yeah, I usually don't pretend to
1: like this Ben, yeah.
0: But the, but there's there's fucking like bangers on these. Every single one of these albums have at least two or three bangers on them. Some have like five or six, but they also have filler, so whatever. But my number 5 there's two. There's two that really surprised me this week, and my number five is one of them. It's Pablo Honey. No wait, that's really high. Yeah, no, yeah, we're, we're number five. That's right? really high. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Okay. Jeff, have yeah, so you, you been smoking thing? the silly stuff again? Because that is that <laughs> is higher than Snoop Dogg on a Saturday evening, man. Like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking British comedy, dude.
2: <laughs> He's laughing. Whoop.
0: got him. Oh, he did God. get us. Yeah, he did get us. That's so fucking funny. It's so <laughs> stupid. Yeah, Pablo their first record. Dude, this one, this one really really clicked with me this week. It's it, dude, this is wild. This came out in 93, right? The direction of music in 93 is so not this. Nirvana is sitting pretty. Hip hop is gaining a ton of traction with gangster rap. Fucking Whitney Houston drops arguably one of the biggest bangers and hits of the 90s with I Always Will Love You. And like these guys are figuring out their sound and, and and falling over each other and clunking around three guitars here all doing essentially the same thing. And we get this nice wall of like attacking sound, but with just a little bit of nuance. But like, dude, what is Radiohead in 93? I don't fucking know. Stop Whispering is, is a song that really, really did it for me this week. Dude, this is a fucking certified banger. This is this is one of my new favorite Radiohead songs. It's aggressive enough to fit well in this album, but isn't over the top like Creep is. And they also do like their iconic droning sound throughout the song. And it's just like, this is Radiohead in their infancy here. This is, it's so cool that it was already there. But because like Creep was such a big hit, we didn't like see Stop Whispering coming through. And like, this is a good album. It's a good, solid album. You take it out of context from 93 and what else came out in that era. It's still a good album. You put it in like the chronologically of, of, of Radiohead albums. It's not really bloated. Everything that people want from Radio, oh, do more guitar. They already fucking did it. Here it is. It's Pablo Honey. It's just not quite like Radiohead sounds, but it's still a it's great, pub, great record. Honey. I mean, sorry, they did it.
2: Yeah. 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 I don't know. <laughs> dude, that bass line, come on, and stop whispering.
0: High. That bass line's fucking dope, dude. It's a great it's okay. a pretty fucking Jeff, good record. Jeff,
2: it's okay. You so, know how I said we were gonna going finish the podcast? I think I'll just go finish the podcast by myself. <laughs> I think that might be what's best for this. It's so you know? it's skip, so Skip's skip <laughs> gonna it's so it's easy
0: the to whole hate Pablo by Honey. And send it to me. It's yeah. the easiest thing you yeah. can possibly do as a Radiohead fan is to hate Pablo Honey. I get it. Like that's that's like the f- for people that don't like Radiohead, the easiest thing to do is just make fun of Radiohead. I get it. And the easiest thing for Radiohead fans to do is not like Pablo Honey. You gotta get over it. It's a good record.
1: Eh, it's no.
0: It's a solid number it's five. Fine. It should not it's be fine. fucking bottom tier. Ra- this is not bottom tier Radiohead.
1: So Jeff, at this point, because we, we know Skip already has the vinyl, he has almost all their records on vinyl. Um, because he does, you know. But yeah, that's fun. Um, so <laughs> at this point, would you would you would you get this on vinyl? No, no. Okay, so we're not there yet. No, we're we're, we're still not even at it. Too. Oh,
0: and 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 we're it, too. It's just well, for me to get something on vinyl now. It's got to be lean and mean, right? You'll get there uh, one day, but my collection God has to it. be only like perfect, perfect records. And I had Amnesiac on vinyl, and I purged it. I got rid of it. I don't have it anymore because it's not yeah. a perfect record. That's true. Yeah, it's not a perfect record.
1: Not even it's, close. It's,
2: yeah, he's, he, that's that's the first thing you've said in this diatribe that's correct, Jeffrey. It's not a perfect record. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right, Skip, what do you got for number five? What do you got for number five? Uh,
2: number five, just quickly go back to, to what Jeffrey was saying um, about, you know, eating to, to Michael out of Radiohead, to take the piss, as it were. Um <laughs> Quite recently, recently, I was I was out for a, a beer with with Lindsay. That's my partner, friend of the girlfriend of the pod guest, Lindsay, uh, and her <laughs> her mate and her her mate's fifteen year old son, and I was wearing a Radiohead t shirt, and uh, he was like, "Oh, what's a Radiohead?" And I was like, "Uh huh." So you know, and he was no, he didn't think they were a real band. He thought they were made up for South Park. <laughs> Really,
3: <laughs> yeah, I forgot Radiohead were even uh, in,
0: on, the, uh, were on that show,
3: yeah. yeah that's when they Radiohead, that,
0: that bully, right? Like Cartman tried to trick the yeah. bully into thinking radio's in town. yeah. yeah.
3: Wait, um, is that the same and, episode and,
0: where he 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 tricks the bully into
1: eating his parents,
0: yeah, yeah? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, look how fun Radiohead is. Fucking Tyro reacting <laughs> like radio's not fun, the fuck out of here. Well, yeah. South Park is fun, but yeah, definitely
2: South not Park right is yet. fun, love it. Uh, One of the great shows ever made, that. top five, it's hilarious. Yeah. And then Primus did the theme song. Oh. Yep. Um, everything comes back to Les. So number six degrees of Les Claypool. <laughs> number five. Talk about a band um, that's way oh, but, better than this band. But okay, continue. Damn. The yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a different guest. Relax, guess, relax but, yourself. Um, <laughs> I'm really pleased that what certain record is higher than it is on your previous rating, so Jeffrey. I really am. Um, but Pablo Honey is not the one. Number five is a moon shaped pool. Um, a little too high possibly possibly their last album there's a lot of talk that they're done i hope so um, god i hope so everyone's brought out a solo record except colin who's off playing with nick cave currently ed's working on his second the smile bringing out their second album but salway says they are getting together this year but whether anything will come of it i don't know could it be here's reasons why um basically jeff said "Was it jeff or tyler one of you said but it feels like, oh, this is all radiohead that's been done before. Yes, most of these songs are old radiohead songs. That's true They've too. Always read that. Being a band who've who've kept playing, always sound checking new stuff. Like Nude from Album of the Week. That's been around since the nineties. That was played live from like the Benz tour. Um.
3: Everything's in alphabetical
2: order, which is really, really interesting way of putting the songs, and the fact that we finally get a studio version of True Love Weights, which has been kind of that albatross or Tom's albatross. So there's a lot of signs that this is it. It's a pretty great album to bow out on. Um, it's very stately, in my opinion. It couldn't have been done as like guys in their 20s or even guys in their 30s. I think this is an album of guys in their late 40s, early 50s. You know, it's kind of chill. The songs kind of just happen. Um, they unfold as opposed to propel, which some people can find boring I get that but to me there's so much texture there's loads of really nice acoustic guitars going on Um, there's loads of strings there's loads of really nice like textual pedal play from Ed it's a very contained thing a bit like how Kid A is it's kind of a, a a hole but there are a couple of tracks that don't really do it for me Glass Eyes doesn't really do anything for me so it's not a perfect record by any chance but it's one I listen to a lot it's it's the one that came out when I was a super fan. Before then, I was more of a casual Radiohead guy. So, it's when I saw them live as well. So there is some nostalgia. There is some subjectivity attached to it. But fuck it, rankings are subjective. Album talk is objective, right? Not so well. um, mine's okay, not. Tyler. Mine's
3: objective. Okay,
2: Tyler, computer. About. <laughs> uh i mean you've literally argued the opposite of that in previous episodes jeffrey so don't worry about it um identikit fucking over here you?
1: fact-checking us skip a pedia bro
2: skip bro. um Purely because this is the most old-school Radiohead song. It's got the little shred at the end. I really love that broken heart, to make it rain with rain, and the way that kind of synth comes in, in a kind of ugly way um, halfway through the song. And it has the uh, title of the record in a kind of buried lyric right at the start, which is kind of fun. Um, but yeah, it's a really interesting album. It's If it is the last one, it's, it bows out on a high, in my opinion, not the peakest, but a reasonable purple patch. It's yeah, it's an album that can only be made by Radiohead. Ahead, now ish as opposed to then uh, all right. and that's it moon Paul, pool number five
1: all right all right my number five uh i don't care if i get hate for this i i, I just oh, don't care boy, but it's it's go. it's okay computer third record from 97 i think i it just this is not my thing I, I think i i'm definitely more of a, a post 2000 radiohead fan i i think what they did really in the 2000s was the best stuff Okay, computer's fine. I do. I have gone back to it occasionally because I really do like Paranoid Android, and I understand why I so many bands cover this song because it is a fucking great song. Um, it definitely has more depth and nuance compared to the the first two records. Um, but then they really kind of threw a shit ton of electronic elements into this one, more avant garde, experimental, atmospheric elements as well. And and it and it works. It does work really, really well on this record, but this is this is for sure their their transition their transition record. Because after this, I mean it's just they're not even the same band. I, I would I honestly can say like they're not the same band after this record. Um they just after yeah. this obviously they dive fully into the electronic stuff. Um and really I mean that's that's why this is as low as it is. And and I get why people loved it so much at the time. Especially I mean when you think about it, you know, this is post grunge this is like the height of New Metal. I mean, or New Metal was just coming up, getting really popular with Corn and biscuit, all that kind of shit. So, you know, people had to get a little pretentious and like something outside of New Metal, and that's where this record comes in. Um, but yeah, in the end, it's a good record. It's a, good it's a record, very British record. It's, it's a extremely very British, British record. record. Yeah, oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah. At this point, I'm still, I'm like maybe a two out of three on this one. Uh, you know, if I were to rate it, uh, I'd Fuck never get on I, I wouldn't get it on vinyl. I mean, it's just, <laughs> I... If, I want, if I'm going to listen to Radiohead, I'm probably going to listen to one or two records at a time. I'm never going to listen to more than that. I'm not going to go through a marathon and listen to eight fucking Radiohead records. Now, if it's Corn, then yeah, I'm going to go through eight Corn records. But no, <sighs> it's just
2: not what do. if, what if in the middle of Paranoid Android, right, uh-huh. Tom just started going, well, see, that, just, what, that, that just wouldn't be fun because he's not JD. Would that elevate it to a two point two? No, he's, not,
1: he's not JD. He's not JD. He, just, he can't do it. He doesn't have that. He doesn't have Jonathan Davis's power. You know, He's just, he's a one trick no, pony. Just got, you know?
2: just, oh yeah. You think Tom is a one trick
1: pony,
0: but Jonathan Davis, Davis is again. not a fucking one trick pony? <laughs> okay.
2: Okay. <laughs> oh my God. I'm yeah, kidding. Jonathan I'm kidding, Davis I'm, has I'm several successful solo, solo records and other bands. God, and... Dude. <laughs> oh God.
1: That was a joke. Oh dude. yeah. Walt.
2: Well, Oh, man. Oh, you British guys, humor. you, guys, British you humor. guys are just
0: so,
1: so on edge <laughs> so, right now. That all right. I can't stop. even take a fucking I'm going to
0: go into my rankings here because I'm <laughs> tired of hearing you just like literally. So, so also, spew I, real out quick, fucking garbage. And, and my,
1: my five, uh, real quick, my five from a few years ago, it was Hailed to the Thief. So now you can get into your number four. <clears> go. Okay.
0: So, so Go. for one to say that that people like in general are pretentious for not wanting to listen to new metal in '97, come on! Like, what do you? Like my four is okay. Computer, I ranked this super low last time, and I really do. I do love this album. This <gasps> is kind of yeah, I I love this album a lot. But to say that people are pretentious for not wanting to listen to New Metal in the fucking nineties, like what do you what what does it even mean? There's more bad new metal than there was good new metal. And I like new metal a lot, but there was exponentially more bad new metal than there was new, good new metal. People are not pretentious for wanting to listen to Radiohead in the height of New Metal. People just don't want to listen to a bunch of bullshit. Just because the fucking Deftones came out with cool records in the beginning, they're still not good albums. And I'm gonna purge adrenaline because it's not oh, even you're great. An idiot. It you're is not so great. Dumb. Nothing that Deftones have ever done here. is great acceptable so at dumb. best acceptable at best opening but act you're saying but
1: you're saying you're saying that that okay computer is better than the first corn record that is, that's what you're saying right now. i'm i'm not yes, saying that no. i am yeah i am you guys are both i mean jeff's right on that but yeah you're wrong skip you're that's just silly boy talk
0: jesus christ but anyway, it's better than, with, but, but okay. it's better than every other corn record yes <laughs> okay, i'll invoke kid. british
2: law i'll invoke british law <laughs>
3: So, OK, computers, oh my, my number four.
0: Um, <laughs> I just, I, I, like when people come out and compare this record to the sort of of concept albums that the prog giants did or, or Floyd had done, because this is even like, it, it's even really, it's not supposed to be that. It's, it's, but because this record has every member like contributing to this smorgasbord of sounds and textures that lead to the single cohesive idea, like that's where it's at. A total shift in rock music. Come like the electronic era. Guitars are being blended and made to be electronic, processed, just noise. Songs are too long for singles here. They're too weird for the masses. And they're just too busy for, for normies and muggles to latch onto. But the it becomes more, one
2: of the biggest selling albums of the year.
0: Yeah, the more you listen, the more you dig up and realize that there's fucking way more going on here than you thought. So yeah, maybe the pretentious people are tired of listening to fucking garbage and want to actually listen to music and find something out of it and extract emotion and feeling. I love Airbag as an opener because it's this great thesis statement for the record. I don't go back to this album often enough and I'm going to more now and because I, I don't know why. But like, dude, fucking Paranoid Android, man, I, it's still a banger. It's a historic banger. The journey's unreal. Like, fuck off and tell me the... We talked about Muse last week, and I know Skip hasn't heard the episode yet, but I'm going to go back into it. Like, fuck off. Tell me the transition (laughs) from the intro to the middle part isn't like an absolute... It's an absolute gold. That part is its own song in Paranoid Android. And again, that's the difference between a good songwriter like Muse, maybe... And great songwriters, historic
2: songwriters
0: like Tom, like songwriter, like Muse like like Bellamy,
2: Head. Muse Bellamy, Tommy Radiohead. Yeah, like
0: one of the biggest like like arguments we had was just like good songwriting versus like great songwriting. And Muse like has they have a lot of trouble with transitions. They just they can't do transitions very well. It's just like one thought, next thought. How do we get there? I don't know. Just fucking mm. do it. And like nothing blends. Nothing just nothing is 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 like a river, right? Like like smooth. Everything's just choppy and gross like this
2: yeah they can't write a bridge they can't write a bridge
0: they can't they can they're they're a good <laughs> riff band and they have some cool albums but fuck man
2: you say they're a good riff band name a better muse riff than the paranoid android riff though well, nothing's not better Holmes than the muse riff, isn't it? Dude, stop. name me. a better <laughs> muse riff than a paranoid android riff <laughs> It's a great riff. Yeah. come on, it's man. a great fucking riff.
0: And that last, It that just kind of goes up a little bit, like lets you lets you hang on your ass. <laughs> and then the little
2: the little Johnny the little Johnny shreds. And then yeah, Oh, so good. And then that solo, real fast. Like, come on, come on, guys. That solo, don't you think it kind of is, is a piss take of a shred solo? Because if you listen, it's really janky, but he can clearly shred it. Yeah, He's playing it deliberately janky as a kind of, like, I could do the Van Halen thing, but this is way more, that wouldn't suit the song. The song is about paranoia, weirdly, and angst and outside. So if I played it super smooth, it wouldn't sound right. And it's deliberately janky. That's great songwriting, dude. Whoa. Yeah, that is.
1: That is. I, I totally agree with you on that. I, I think Paranoid Android is one of the best songs they've ever done, hands down. I, I think, think it's a it's is fantastic great. song. Well,
2: okay, Computer fine. is great. It's fine.
1: All right, uh, so what do you got for number four, Skip?
2: Oh, I'm so pleased, by the way, Jeff, because weirdly, you've placed it higher than, than I have this one. And I, you put it, spoiler alert for the next 10 seconds, you put it last originally. And I think it's just such an underrated album, and that's the King of Limbs. I love this record. It's succinct, it's short, it's so underrated. It does the talking heads Brian Eno thing, where it's all sampled of live instruments. They've gone in and played, cut the bits up, put them back together again. Um, but there's also really natural sounding. So it's just wonderful. We're talking about earlier blending of the electronic Tom stuff and the organic band stuff. They do it this way by treating it like an electronic record, but including so many natural noises. There's bird song, there's studio noise. It's really, really it's an interesting thesis statement. It's a very interesting record. The instrumentals are Cool and kind of early. Remind early reminder the Kid A stuff and the Amnesiac stuff, but then there's some really lovely songs. Like lovely is the right word. Organic, natural. I mean, it's about a tree supposedly. That the album cover and stuff. It's so underrated. It still gets talked shit on. This is the popular album to shit on. Not Pablo Honey. Pablo Honey doesn't get talked about. King of Limbs gets shit on by Radiohead fans. It's the
0: easiest album to shit on. Pablo Honey is the easiest album to shit on. <laughs>
2: Fair, yeah, 'cause it's shit. But
1: uh <laughs> I mean, Skip's right. He's I mean, he is he's right. Happy. Yeah. He's, he's uh, happy with
0: himself on that one, doesn't
2: he? Uh, he? He's having like a little chuckle. <laughs> oh, I'm having a good chuckle. I'm going to a kid's birthday party. Uh, it's, yeah, so it's so underrated. It's yeah, it's what 35 minutes. Um, the combo of Codex to give up the ghost. If you can get through that eight minutes of music and you don't feel something, stop. You're dead inside like <laughs> it's so gorgeous tom's vocal and i really love the slightly treated piano on codex so it sounds like it's kind of underwater and off in the distance like it sounds like it's far away there's a real melancholy to it um we've talked off part the difference between melancholy british music and angsty american music mm-hmm. um hail to the thief is angsty Moonshake, uh, king of limbs sorry is is melancholic and then give up the ghost man to harmonize with yourself just you and your bandmate looping you and a guitar is it's just heartbreaking and i've seen it live i made you guys watch the concert film like yeah. you could have you saw the size of that arena you could have heard a pin drop the entire crowd or if you go online and watch the basement sessions version of it where like tom sings his heart and afterwards just kind of goes i really hope that was okay and you can see like fucking hell like because your pitch has to be spot on because you're looping yourself so if you get it off if you're off yeah whole take is fucked um so that's balls man that's and this is a man who on record one about hating his voice for being too pretty for so many years at this point embracing the beauty of his voice even at that age Uh, and we will talk about the vocal comparisons i think in the main episode but i'm going on a bit because i love this record because it's so underrated but yeah, King of Limbs number four. So I'm so pleased, Jeff, that you've put it away from the bottom that it's in your top three. I'm guessing, and oh, <laughs> there it is. If people who've kind of forgotten about it go back, get some good headphones, put it on, and just listen to it, start to finish. It's great. It's beautiful.
1: Yes, yes. All right. So my number four is um, the King of Limbs as well. Oh, Eighth record. I, I think this is a this is a solid record. And like you said, it's it's shorter. It's more concise. Um, and to me, this is like a good use of the best of the okay computer stuff mixed with the best of the electronic stuff. This is just a great combination of it all. Um, and it doesn't really sway either way. It's just, I don't don't know how to explain it. There is definitely like a melancholy feel to it, to the entire record, but, um, I don't know. I just really enjoy this, this one. And, and I agree with you as well. The, um, listening, like you have to listen to these records, especially like post to like Kid A and, and forward. You have to listen to these records on headphones. Like you're not going to get the nuance. You're not going to get the all the 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 little techniques, the production techniques, unless you and start to finish. Every, I think, yeah, and, yeah, from exactly. Kid a. Yes, yeah. I totally agree with you because I mean, when we get into in rainbows, like when you take the songs out individually, they're they're great songs. Same with Kid A, but you really got to listen front to back. They are a front to back band like through and through. Yeah, um, they're they're an album band. Yeah, which you don't absolutely. get anymore. Absolutely, yeah. and they they have been since Kid A, honestly. Um oh, or really? Yeah. I, I would say OK Computer, actually. I take that back. OK Computer, really. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, the King of Limbs—that's my—that's uh, my number four. So, what do you got for number three,
0: Jeff? Go. King of Limbs. I mean, just going to echo what you, you just said, this was—I I, remember—I remember when we did it the first time. I ran King of Limbs last, and I remember distinctly Skip had said, "Like, listen to it again. Like, there's a lot there because I didn't like it because." you think that not every track here is something you want to hear again. Like maybe you could just shorten it to like an EP and that's kind of like the big complaints. And I remember skip had said, listen to it again, like calm down with it. Like take, take your time with it and like really focus on what's going on there. And like that said, this, this fucking, this is an amazing album. And it starts off just like all these broken beats. The first two tracks are like fucking free jazz just straight up. Like the delivery is free jazz, the broken beats are free jazz. What they're doing is just bizarre and weird and something they don't do ever before or after. And it's I don't know. I like it. And like also this is the full time we we, we the first time we get full, full blown time? like the full time we get full blown <laughs> convulsing Tom <laughs> in the music video, right? Like Lotus Flower, where he's like yeah, fucking, he's doing Flower, his man. thing, right? Like shaking his whole body. Like, oh, it's oh. so good. And and I, I don't know. Oh, I, love- I I think the second half of this record is is where it's at, but Man, yes. dude, like those first two tracks are just like, what are you fucking doing, dude? Straight free jazz, bizarre. I like it. I like it a lot. Okay, good stuff. All right, I buy this so, on the vinyls. Saying it.
1: You, okay, you so should. at this point, I'm not, I'm not even at the vinyls. But I would give, I mean, starting with the King of Limbs for me, that's my, uh, that's where it's a two out of three, rating wise. Okay. But um, but yeah. Anyway, so what do you got for number three? Skip
2: just one last touch from the King of Lins because sod it, I can, it's our pod, I'm guesting, I'm taking over. Um, and again, people who say that Radiohead take us too seriously and stuff, if you took yourself seriously, you would not write a lyric, you're such a tease, I'm such a flirt. Um, <laughs> you know, I think that's, yeah, A Little by Little was a great little cheeky song. Um, anyway, without further ado, drumroll, number three, uh, it's Weezer's Okay Human, no, uh, it's Okay Computer. Um, a lot of what Jeffrey McJefferson has said, I will echo. Um, interestingly, most people assume this is very much a studio album and it's not most 99% of it was played live in a room, which is mental and gives it even more kudos. Like a lot of those textures are again, Ed getting them out of the guitar or Tom playing the, the synths and the homemade stuff all by himself, you know. Um yeah it's mostly basically guitar pedals which is why i say ed's so kind of underrated um and the bass lines colin doesn't get talked about at all and he's a really really great bass player um funny yeah, that better than you've written you've yeah yeah he's really good he doesn't just do octaves and fifths at all like he does lots of really cool kind of chord shapes yeah um, and
1: he comes in he also his playing too like he comes in at the perfect time sometimes like he's not always playing so he he, oh, no, he adds been... he adds to the song where it needs to be added and yeah, he's
2: a really good less is more player. That's why he's playing with Nick Cave well, at the moment because Nick Cave's doing a really stripped back less thing. Less is more,
1: but that's fine. More is okay.
2: more. More is more. Yeah. All right. Corn. Um.
1: <laughs> more Inge Malte. Okay. Uh, uh,
2: yeah. Dragon Force. <laughs> oh, um, it's really funny that yeah I don't think it's meant to be compared to uh, the Prague giants people like Floyd. However, the track I've singled out uh, is is lucky. And that has such a David Gilmore guitar sound, you know, uh, the way it's, you know, the bit was like pull me out of the aircraft. and that guitar, it's such a David Gilmore Stratocaster sound. It's very Floyd. Uh, I don't mean it's prog. I mean tone and feel and the floaty feel of it. Um, that's my pick of the week this week. It, it's Lucky. Uh, when I saw them, they played the first five tracks off of Mean and Shapeful and then suddenly went into Lucky and everyone was like, what the flip? Um, so I'm used to not swearing now because I have a fucking child. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I was wondering why you said what the uh, flip, that was good. Man.
2: Yeah, fuck it, what the flip. Fu- uh, so yeah, Lucky. And it's like, you know, right <laughs> at the end of the record, to have a song of that caliber almost as your last, you no, know, not as your last track, because your last track has got to be killer, man. But almost your last track and again it just builds and builds and who the fuck is Sarah kill me Sarah I don't know who she is maybe she's like Sally cinnamon I don't know um that's another sort of a Britland song reference you probably won't get it no uh, okay get <laughs> <laughs> mm. band called the stone roses don't worry about it they're not as good as people say they are um but yeah okay computer I mean nothing Jeff said I disagree with it's it changed music it became one of the biggest selling records of that year it's still talked about as like one of the top 10 greatest albums of all time ah, I'll go that far I've, I've yeah. ranked on albums obviously higher but for a band to have more than one groundbreaking record is insane and they are an album band and that's why and this is going to be a little bit woe there. I think they're possibly the greatest British band since the Beatles, because the Smiths were an incredible singles band. Joy Division made some great albums, but finished too soon. And more about the singles. But Radiohead are a true album band in the way that the great 70s bands were. And there isn't a band like them currently. Certainly not a band of that success and pop culture level like them currently. And that is largely not entirely, but in part due to this record. My number three, OK Computer
1: but but you would say that that they're better than than Black Sabbath in the 70s?
2: one of the best british bands. one of the best british bands. Uh, are they better okay. than sabbath? can you compare them? ooh. ooh. no, ooh. i mean you've got, the um, the
1: impact of sabbath was way bigger than anything radiohead's ever done. Hands down, that's just that's silly, boy.
2: Talk. Yes, they, they invented the genre. No, you're right, you're right. But that's a dichotomy. That's that's a podcast in itself. Um, <laughs> my brain's about to fall apart. Thanks, Tyler. Thanks, man. <laughs> it's late here. You've ruined rod. me. Well, I've done a lovely, next- a lovely, a lovely finish to my speech, and it's okay, computer. Dot <laughs> dot dot. Oh, but what about Black Sabbath, dude? I'm I know
0: trying. that's that's such a like, a, like you, you see Radiohead's good Like what
2: about God Are they no, better than no, no, God no. That's what you I, just no, fucking said No like, I said
1: it, No here, dude. I said it because you said that Radiohead is the <laughs> yeah. best British band Since the Beatles That's what Jesus That's what Christ. Skip said
2: I That's did why I said it what about technically? It? Ah, ah, wait, wait, wait. Get out claws! Sabbath formed in 69, the Beatles split oh, in 70. I'm okay. get out of
1: here. You okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. We're okay. That's You like, know you know, you, you know what you know okay, what like, you meant. Okay,
2: computer. You wanted
0: to just put a little dig in there. But what was happening so? That's all right. Uh,
2: That's this funny. is cyberbullying, dude. This is live cyberbullying.
0: <laughs> yes. I miss I miss cyberbullying when
1: you're not here.
2: It's more fun it's when you're It's okay. Not here. It, it is more fun. Pretend I'm there. not here. It's fine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Right, I can't so, quid quip back. <laughs>
1: All right, my number three <gasps> is uh, "Hail to the Thief" from 2003. Their sixth record. Uh, this it's is a little high,
2: to, but that's okay.
1: To me, this is the record that they wanted OK Computer to be in '97. This 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 perfectly mixes the 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 more guitar driven. Well,
2: wait, they they wanted it to be less good.
1: Well, this <laughs> okay. is this is better than OK. It Computer. is less
3: good for sure. <laughs>
1: But I think they I Back. think they they nailed it this this is truly like what they I feel like they were going for with okay computer because they had already because at this point they had mastered the electronic side with kid a. Um, so this is the perfect combination of all of that like the best of kid a with the best of okay computer. that's what this record is. and I, I, that's why I, I I think it's it's fucking great. Um, I'm gonna say something right oh, now. God. now don't get too angry what? with me. don't get too angry with me, but you can't deny the comparison because I'm not saying one's better than the other, but on this record, there is a lot of Matt Bellamy type of singing on it with a lot of, a lot more of the falsetto and a lot more of the vibrato in his voice on this particular record. And it's not a knock to Tom York at all. Maybe for you guys, cause you guys are a bunch of cucks, but, um, yeah, I, I really feel like maybe he didn't take direct inspiration from, from Matt Bellamy, but I Why do hear a lot Why the fuck would he take any silence.
0: inspiration from Matt Why not? Bellamy? What the fuck how do you are you talking about? How do you no, know? No, nah, I know. I just I I literally. Well, just I tell you how, how I know like two two hours because hours
2: this record <laughs> had been recorded in what 2001, 2002. Where the fuck am music At that point, they'd released Showbiz and Origins. And Origin should have come out what? Oh one. Yeah. But by Had the time it, it came maybe. out, it,
1: but this and, and Absolution both came out in 03. So they very well could have known. I mean, what I'm curious about, maybe you know, Skip, have Radiohead and Muse ever toured together or played a show outside no. of a festival?
2: I don't think so. I know I I've never toured together. I don't... I think people overplay the comparison i think past the first couple of news records they get way more into a kind of faux prog uh seven years operatic yeah. very queen over the top thing the comparison is i think it's 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 the voice guitar riffs and and yet and, and and they're both british um yeah, and it's it's lazy journalism it's like yeah i'm trying to think it's, it's a bit like the Coldplay and a comparison as well there was a whole host of sounds like radiohead bands which is the reason i didn't listen to radiohead for many years because i hate elbow i hate coldplay i don't think muse are great i think they've got some good stuff so i just missed this incredible band it's it's very lazy journalism has led to this and it's become ingrained in our culture are you Muse? are you Radiohead? it's yeah. not quite as up there as oasis blur but it's very similar um, even though they're both quite middle-class bands. Uh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Muse and Radiohead, I mean. Uh, yeah. Uh, I think Radiohead are are the better band. I think generally that's the hard opinion by anyone who's got a brain cell. People like Muse love the Foo Fighters. <laughs> Just saying that. <laughs> In my experience, that comes from gen- my friend who's too far bands. I love Muse and I love the Foo Fighters. And after that, it's Queen to the Stone Age. Oh, okay. who, are you ta- who are you talking okay. about? oh friend of friend of the friend of the friend of the pod friend of a friend of the pod tom friend of the friend of the pod. Yeah. Okay. I yeah i thought he was talking about tyler that's what i thought i thought that was a big tyler. at me too that's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> oh someone's, someone's defensive someone's defensive it's um, funny that i
0: literally called muse like the foo fighters too i said they're a fucking hits band they have like one cool song per yeah. record and they throw them all together and you have one cool yeah, record yeah
2: that's 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 it you've got you've got muse bellamy writing the songs uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh i mean he's he's closer to Billy Corgan than Tom York in terms of he's very controlling he's talked a lot of shit uh he's a conspiracy nut he's quite small and angry but Billy Corgan's quite tall, he's tall yeah, and, he's, angry. He's like and angry Matt's small and angry yeah, yeah, um, and they' both trash their voices so but see, okay, yeah. in, in
1: Billy Corgan's defense, he could still sing like he does in the '90s. He just chooses not to do it because you can. There are modern performances. Where oh yeah, he sings there's, just there's like bits he where he could,
2: he still screams and stuff. Yeah, but Matt's yeah, he voice can do is it. Yeah, Matt's but these That's days. Fine.
1: But yeah, so don't don't compare him to Billy Corgan. Come on, <laughs>
2: come on. Oh, Billy wins. Don't worry, don't worry. Yeah, Billy but, hands you know. down
1: is like just one of the, an incredible songwriter.
2: But I would say, like in terms of like musical influence, like those big rockin riffs, are closer to to pump rocking music are closer to Machina than they are to OK Computer, for instance. Uh, that's fair. You know, origin- no, that's fair. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's music facts, bra. Um, but I'm ruining your talk on how how wonderful um, whatever record it is you're talking about. Yeah, is, H- so Hilda sorry. the Thief. I I, I just Have...
1: that that was pretty much it. Oh, yeah. I just wanted I just wanted to bring up that last that Matt Bellamy comparison because I think honestly being completely objective and not trying to piss you guys off, I think on this record he really does do that that falsetto vibrato thing um, on on several of the songs. But
2: my I, my... I think he's more just controlling his voice he went off his voice for a long time i think at that point he's trying different things he's trying different techniques out and it just happened to be at the same time as muse coming out that's being objective i don't get into
0: it during in rainbows but yeah that's that's what it is it's it's he's he's coming out and having i don't know he's he's getting more comfortable with himself
2: he's gone fuck it i have one of the most objectively unique and beautiful in my opinion That bit subjective voices <laughs> in in modern rock music. It's you know Tom York and Cedric for me are two like such unique, such interesting, and they're not afraid to experiment. And I probably go through phases of completely changing their vocal style as well, you know. And yeah, that's the comparison I draw. But I don't think How to the thief is influenced by Muse. But I'm hearing what you're saying. And I'm not shitting on you for it. I'm shitting on your liking of Muse, not on a comparison being. Drawn. This
1: motherfucker. I guess we'll get more into that comparison on the
2: in rainbows. I'm on the a pretentious wanker, <laughs> <laughs> but
1: I so so my banger off "Hail to the Thief" is "The Gloaming." Uh, I just I I like that chaotic electronic beat, uh, and then I just feel like it meshes really well with the ethereal kind of way that Tom's singing on this one. It's just a great weird matchup that that works surprisingly well. But um, yeah, "Hail to the Thief" is my my number three, and uh, I think my number three last time my number three last time was "Amnesiac." amnesiac however you pronounce it and that one obviously this time around dropped significantly so um jeff what do you got for
0: number two go number two is the album the week in rainbows Um, when i get to my wrap-up too i'll also reiterate this i think in rainbows could objectively be their best album it's just not my favorite and that's why it's number two
2: okay um, what
0: do you got for number two
2: skip literally just copy and paste what jeffrey said uh, it, it's album of the week and yeah in it, it could be in many ways objectively their best album but it's not my best Radiohead album
1: all right so my number two is kid a no it's not really okay um i'm just kidding i'm totally <laughs> i kidding. mean
0: i wouldn't have said anything but i, <laughs> like, I don't think so don't <laughs>
1: no no my number two is in rainbows uh so let's let's gush all over kid a what do you got uh I, I guess we can kind of Jeffrey. make this a free, a free, a free conversation. A free for like, every talking at once. Free
3: yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> la 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 la, la. <laughs> forever.
0: Uh. So what do we have on today? Uh,
2: this, Jeffrey, go and start us off.
0: It's all it's all nostalgia for me. Like this is, I mean, I guess I, a lot of my, what I'm going to say goes into my origin story, right? So maybe like we should just. Maybe we should just hold it until our origin stories for the main episode.
2: I mean, Kid A in some ways is my origin story, so I'm I'm cool with that. Let's just all agree that it's a perfect record. Yeah, yeah it's
1: absolutely, perfect record through and through. And i there, there is one thing I want to say about this one—a negative thing I want to say about this because that's what I do here. Um, so there was a quote that Tom York, that Tom York made, or there was a quote from Tom York. He said about this record, there was no chance of the album sounding like. A more conventional album i completely had it with melody i just wanted rhythm all melodies to me were pure embarrassment and that really just just screams just pretentious and obnoxious no it screams i've just had a
2: mental breakdown which which he did he had he had a mental breakdown in birmingham (laughs) (laughs) that screams brian wilson
0: to me that's what fucking brian wilson did when he was recording tom
2: york pet sounds dude literally walked out of soundcheck at birmingham marina got onto a train uh, which I think is the reference in Glass Eyes um, it, to, in the moon shape always we talk about being on a train and looking around and everyone's looking at him, because he was, at that point, one of the biggest singers in the world, one of the biggest rock bands in the world. And at that point, they were considered a rock band and he gets on the train and he has no idea how, you know, the train's in and out of Birmingham and he ends up basically going in a loop and he's surrounded by Radiohead fans on this train who are obviously all coming up. And, oh my God, you're Tom, you're you're Tom, you. are oh, you're gonna play creep, play creep. And he just completely loses it. You know, have you, there's a great, um, there's a con, no, not constant there's a documentary about Radiohead on the on the on the tour. And he gets to creep, and he just holds the mic out every night. And he's, like, I'm not fucking singing this for you because you're not here to listen to me. You're here to hear this song and fuck off. Uh, it's a band on the edge of breakup. You know, completely yeah. on the edge, and Tom, you know, he's just—I mean, it's like Cobain used to come out with really out there stuff, and Cobain kind of played the media much more than people think. Like people think, oh, he's just a sad artist. Man's like, no, Cobain was very savvy. I don't—I think Tom was being genuine at that point. He was just fucking done with being a rock star. He wanted to go make nerdy electronic music, like he was listening to. Um, you know, he was a massive apex Twin guy. And that Apex Twins all over Kid A. Uh, and Apex Twins way more out there than Kid A. And if you like Kid a and Free Jazz, go listen to Apex Twin because that guy's fucking crazy cool. But yeah, he wasn't being pretentious, man. He literally had a breakdown <laughs> in speaking my of, hometown.
1: Speaking of Apex Twins, I, I feel like that's such a British group or band or artist. I don't even know guy. if it's an actual artist or what it's it a is. Guy. It's, it's a, just guy. a guy, it's one yeah. guy. But yeah. I feel like that's so British. Like I, I really know outside of even, the he's, he's name. Fucking, I don't know much is about. Is he from
0: him. Scotland or something? Or, or he's
2: not. No, he's English. I think. I think he's London. I love the fact that he did his first live gig in like 15 years, and he played from, like, none Scotland of his own or material. Ireland
0: or something? Because David Bradley used to me. love him a lot. oh
1: Yeah, just friend. played
2: nothing.
0: then wait,
1: what would you just say? Just
2: did speak? a DJ set. So he did his first like comeback gig in like 10 years, and he didn't play any of his own material. He just did like a DJ set. <laughs> And That's just like so live annoying. sampled shit yes yeah. so but annoying. apparently it was amazing it was amazing but you know it's he's just like no i'm making art here i'm making music uh and you yeah. he's pretentious he makes Radiohead look like fucking oasis man i mean based, <laughs> like, based
1: off of what you just said yeah it just it sounds like somebody that would just really annoy me but uh i don't
2: he's
1: know from Ireland. but kid a kid from a. Ireland. okay
2: but, yeah yeah so anyway, yeah. Kid A so, is a masterpiece. It is.
1: It is truly a masterpiece. It's, it's, it's a fantastic record. And right now, it's the only record that I have on vinyl from Radiohead.
2: Yeah. What's I, your biggest banger? What's, yeah, what's your biggest banger?
1: Off of Kid A? I, um, yeah. It, it, probably Idiotech or the opening oh, track. Oh, good man. Or Everything, everything in Its Right, right place. place. Like That would be my that, top two as well. That opener, I think it just... Every time that song comes on, the first song, I just it blows me away. Like, what do they think? Like, I just there's nothing there's nothing that sounds like it it, it makes you oh, yeah. a little bit it makes yeah. you a little bit anxious but then you're so intrigued that you, you i don't know it's weird man it's a weird fuck. yeah
2: no, that's 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 a great point anxious but intrigued i think that is spot on mate yeah. like i love how still to this day like johnny just spends the entire thong of it trying to just put tom off <laughs> like because yeah. he'll just live sample him I, I listened re- listen to that interview that I sent you guys and he's like, yeah, i just, I just try and put Tom off and there are times where he gets him and Tom will just break and start laughing and it's really funny, um, you know, because he's just done something, he's just looped something make really silly. Uh, and it's just, again, like they, they are having fun. They take their music seriously and they're quite serious guys, but they are, they enjoy what they do. Um, they're not miserable people, they're serious people. And Kid A is a seriously good album.
1: It is very, very good. Wait, what's your banger off this one, Jeff?
0: I thought we were going to go into the origins. Okay, or then anything, we'll go we'll then. Okay, fine, but that's okay. No, 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 th- that's no, that's right. fine. You no. Do it now. Whatever you want to do.
1: No, 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 no. We'll 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 talk about it on the main episode. We're getting into In Rainbows from Radiohead. Uh, we're we're rounding out Britland season by doing that with friend of the pod skip. So go listen to that. Tell all your friends about the podcast. Share it. Follow us on social media at Asinine Radio. And that's it. That's all. That's all. Good